1: being a chef
2: means keeping your cool in the kitchen and with resi priority notify and global dining access through my amex platinum card
1: right this way
2: it's nice to try someone else's food for a change that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpresscom slash with amex
1: the volume this is straight fire with jason mcintyre What
2: is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire. For Thursday, November 2nd. Ah, this is just the week that keeps on giving, right? We get the World Series. We get NBA. We get NFL. We get NFL signings. We get our first coach fired in Josh McDaniels. And ordinarily, I would open. I would open the show with Josh McDaniels getting canned. Oh my goodness! I can't believe I didn't have a bet on that. Goodness gracious! Josh McDaniels can I don't think it's a great job. We'll talk about it. Rob G is uh, obviously in good spirits. I don't know. We'll 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 chime in on the Raiders in a sec. But I have to open the pod talking about just an incredible NBA game last night. And I know NBA haters who listen to this podcast for NFL, college football, gambling, life lessons. They're just like, come on, Jay. Seriously, you're you're going to talk about game five out of eighty-two. Well, the Lakers had lost to the Clippers, I think, 11 games in a row. And the energy last night for Lakers-Clippers out here in L.A. felt like a playoff game seven. Uh, Clippers come out strong, putting them d- down 20, whatever, 18, 20. I mean, they're rolling in the first half. Kawhi Leonard looking like, goodness gracious, is Kawhi the best player in the league? He looked incredible. And the Lakers, as they are wont to do, claw back, a little Max Christie action, for little Christian Wood, I mean, the only guy who did not look great for the Lakers early was Austin Reeves, but he became a hero later. Anyways, LeBron takes over, just exerts his will on the game. LeBron finishes with 35, 12, and 7, okay? Just, you know, let that sink in. LeBron, 35, 12, and 7 in 42 minutes. 13 of 19, highly efficient, and oh, by the way, he guarded Kawhi Leonard. And I know the Lakers melted down in the uh, fourth quarter. They were up eight with like under two minutes left, and they let the Clippers come back, and that was ugly. And I felt worried about going into overtime. My my biggest overall takeaway from this game is this could easily be, and I know everybody loves Denver, understandably. Everybody loves Phoenix, understandably. The talent is here for both these teams to easily be in the Western Conference Finals, okay? The Clippers for sure can make it. We didn't even have James Harden, okay? Paul George played like good Paul George. He had thirty-five, uh, a late foul out fouling LeBron, but he was efficient as hell. Eleven of sixteen shooting, six of nine from three. Like this was high-level NBA. Fresh legs. I mean, Kawhi was incredible. Um, struggled late when once Paul George came off, Kawhi didn't have much left in uh, left in the tank. Did play forty-one minutes, but I don't know. I, I I don't know where to start. D'Angelo Russell had a good game for the Lakers. Um... But one thing I did notice late, and Rob, I'm not going to get granular on, on Lakers Clippers here. The game was amazing. A lot of complaining to the officials. Listen, that's going to happen in big games with playoff energy. But I did notice in overtime and late fourth quarter when they had Kawhi on LeBron, the offense for the Lakers bogged down. They could not get shots. They kept trying to do the switch. P.J. Tucker did a good job on the switch. Uh, nobody else could get their defender to switch. Kawhi would get back. It was like, Damn. They're not messing around. Remember, there's that times in the playoffs where guys are just handing off the switch. All right, you take him. Move. Let's, let's do the switch. And the Lakers could do nothing. And I implored the Lakers online, and I know they they read my tweets, obviously. Come on. How could they not? I'm straight fire. I said, you got to put Austin Reeves on the ball. Bring LeBron off the ball. Okay? Norm Powell, it's much easier to get offense through him. And oh, by the way, P.J. Tucker can guard LeBron. Austin Reeves is too quick and slithery. The Lakers ended up going to Austin Reeves at point guard in overtime. And he created twice for buckets. It was a marvel to watch. There was an incredible steal by Austin Reeves and an alley-oop to LeBron you're going to be seeing from now until the end of time. A one-handed flush. And then, of course, Christian Wood with a dunk back in the final moments. I'm just going to say this. The Lakers, Rob, finished on the court. LeBron, A.D. Reeves. We got that. But the other two are going to be interchangeable, okay? Some nights it's going to be Vincent. Tonight it was Cam Reddish playing great minutes defensively. I thought he was tremendous on Paul George. Got called for a a cheap foul there that ended up getting Paul George three free throws. I didn't, I mean, it was a bit of a foul, but whatever. Um, And the fifth guy was Christian Wood. Much maligned Christian Wood, an offensive machine who don't play a lick of defense. Bro, how about Christian Wood on the help defense? He was everywhere on the glass. Uh, He had 10 points, 11 rebounds, plus 14 when he was on the floor. Had a block. I, I like what I'm seeing from Christian Wood. It's early. It's early, but man, Rob, what a win for the Lakers. AD played a whopping 48 minutes. Um, Rob, Lakers looked incredible. This is their third game in four days. They have got to be gassed. I think their next game is at Orlando, and my guess is um, we're not going to see LeBron and AD, but it doesn't matter. They got a huge win over the paperclips.
3: Yeah, you know— um, Christian Wood, sixth man of the year, betting. That's the guy I'm, But my money on, Christian Wood, sixth man of the year. He's, he's <laughs> been incredible the first week of the season. No, like this, this game really gave you everything that you wanted because it was a Styles makes fight, you know, kind of a performance because the Clippers came in, obviously, Paul, George, and Kawhi playing together, you know, which almost never happens these days, you know, up until this season. And the Lakers are down three wings. So... You're already shorthanded enough going against those two guys because they're so awesome. But the Lakers come in down, Jared Vanderbilt, Torian Prince, and Rui Hachimura. Like so you're like, okay, well, these guys are just going to absolutely cook them. And that's exactly what they did in the first quarter and actually throughout the game. And then the moment things flipped, because the Lakers don't have an answer to, co- to really cover those guys, you know, realistically. They're like, all right, what we're going to do is we're going to pivot the opposite way, and we're going to play three seven-footers at the same time. And then we're just going to, you know, swallow up everything and and force you to shoot over length. And it was one of those things where I don't know if it was like a chess match type of move or just we have no answer for you. So we're just going to throw the most random thing at the wall and see if it sticks. And it did. And then to your point, the Lakers go on this big run. They go up nine with about two minutes to go. Paul George comes right back and, and forces an overtime because he's super clutch these days, apparently. That game gave you everything that you wanted to see in an NBA performance, especially when you consider the fact that so many of these early season national TV games have been missing players. So to see all of the stars play, the guys who were available, at least, you know, James Harden, but they all played well for the most part, made it that much more special. It was a good game to watch, and I can't wait for round two.
2: I will say, listen, I'm not going to, and Rob, Nor, I don't think you would either. I'm not going to extrapolate some massive takes uh, about how things are going to shake out down the road. Obviously, you said no Vanderbilt. I totally forgot about him. He hasn't played yet this season. Um, No Rui Hachimura, although I don't know exactly where he matches up in this. Like When the Clippers go with four smalls and ADs on the court, Like I don't think Hachimura is going to play. And then Gabe Vincent, who will be uh, a a guy who matters in a series like this. But no James Harden. And you saw him on the bench. You saw LeBron go up to him in the fourth quarter and be like, yo, what's up? What's up, cuz? How you doing, bro? and they shared a laugh um i'm just telling you rob i this this clippers team like you saw how they had to go to zubots um when paul george fouled out but you saw how lethal this clippers team can be when they mm-hmm. have when they have the small ball lineup um norm Powell struggled from deep 0 for 4 uh bones highland 0 for 3 like you replace one of those with james harden i know you're losing on our defense but i'm just telling you that offense is going to be straight up nasty i don't i don't know we're What'd you think of Kawhi? Was he the best player on the court or LeBron?
3: Oh, I thought Paul George was the best player on the court. Mm. Paul George was, was freaking phenomenal in yeah. that game. Um, but as far as the Clippers go, you know, obviously when they get James Harden in, the, the, the offense is going to be unreal because, you know, he can space the floor. He can create much better than a Westbrook can. Westbrook's going to probably shift to a sixth man role, whether he starts or comes off the bench, he's going to play sixth man type minutes and, and play with the second unit a lot. So I think it's going to fit better. Um, I, I, I'm I'm a little bit concerned, not too concerned because I think they're still a good team, but I'm a little bit concerned about their wing forward depth behind PG and Kawhi because you know PJ Tucker was really battling defensively, mm-hmm. but he is such a zero offensively that good teams are just going to forget about him the way that they fair. Do. Yeah. And other than that, you're you're looking at Westbrook, Bones, Norman Powell, all guys you know, about six three and, and no real length behind them. They have T Man. A t Man of,
2: was out. Yeah. He's yeah. I mean, guy. but. T- yeah, I think he's, what, yeah. six four, six five. I don't
3: know. Something like that. And, you know, T- Terrence Mann a- a- has this surprisingly good reputation because he was the one they kept from the James Harden deal. Wait a minute. I mean— You're not a fan just, of T-Man? He's okay, but he's not, like, anything where I'm like, that's a deal-breaker for me in any kind of trade. Like, he's not that kind of a player. So the, the 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 discourse around him I don't think matches up with who he really is because he's, he's already 27, and if he hasn't really popped by now, I don't know if he's ever going to pop like that. Um, so yeah, that, that'd be my only small concern, but again, that's a, that's picking nits because this Clippers team is going to be absolutely loaded.
2: Uh, yeah, it's going to be, I'm just telling you the West with Phoenix, Denver, and these two teams, holy hell. So Terrence Mann listed at 6'5", 215. He's a wing. Um, I think, yeah, he's been in the league for four years. I guess he was one of these guys who spent
0: a lot of time at FSU and JUCO or whatever. Anyways. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame Barbecue.
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL season is
2: going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. I think you've got to look first and foremost at the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes giving under a field goal against the Miami Dolphins in Germany. you got the Chiefs coming off a humbling, ugly loss where they did not score a touchdown offensively. And you got the Miami Dolphins and their high-octane offense coming in. I think the only way to look is that Chiefs defense has been really underrated. Just an excellent stop unit and Patrick Mahomes in a rebound spot. Tough to pass that up. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code Fire. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code Fire only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. Let's quickly run through the association before we get to your Raiders. The Clippers are a big story. The Nuggets are a big story. The Lakers, in the East, there is one story, and that's it. It's the Boston Celtics. Folks, they are bludgeoning people to death. I've got a buddy out here who is a huge Celtics fan. And I'm still friends with him, even though I like the Celtics. He's texting me box scores like in the middle of the second quarter, and they're up like thirty. And I'm like, what? What's happening? What's going on? Uh, their point differential through four games or four no is they're plus twenty point five. <laughs> That's what their average margin of victory is. Like what? Twenty? They're killing people right now. Uh, they just look incredible, a cut above. They beat the uh, Pacers by fifty one. Um, I think they're the only story in the East. I think the second biggest story in the East, Rob, no cap, is the Jordan Poole struggles. You know I have a bet that he's going <laughs> to average 29.5 points. Bro, He's he scored 13. They're getting destroyed, and he's barely playing, and here's the concern. You guys know, in the rec league team, I, I target guys who are getting deflections, assists, steals, blocks, like stat sheet stuffing, in addition to Anybody can score. Jordan Poole's getting like zero rebounds, 25 minutes, zero uh, steals, one block, one assist. He's not doing anything, and he's missing shots. He's clearly pouting. Bro, he went from the penthouse, uh, by the way, the Warriors are 4-1, to the outhouse. The Wizards are 1-3 and, and, and very, very bad. Rob, uh, did you watch any of Zion and the Pels' nice little win over OKC?
3: I saw a little bit of it, but I'm surprised you didn't mention to me what I think is the second biggest story in the Eastern Conference. That is the struggle bus, the struggle bus. Excuse me, that has hit the Milwaukee Bucks because outside of that Dame Lillard, you know, unreal debut where he had like 39 points and and hit all the clutch baskets to beat Philly, they have been blown out twice now, once by the Hawks, once against the Raptors yesterday. The one win sandwiched in between that is against the Miami Heat, and the Miami Heat start off the season one and four. So yeah. this Dame, this Dame Lillard Giannis pairing that everyone's so excited about, and we still have high hopes for. You know, the fact is that they're missing Drew Holiday's defense, point of attack defense. Oh yeah, and Adrian Griffin. You know, it's only a week, but through the first week of the season, looks completely in over his head right now.
2: Oh, look at you uh, hammering a rookie coach um, in the West, Rob. Warriors beat the Kings on a late Clay Thompson shot. But um, future Laker. Uh, future Laker, yeah. I, I've been a little off on my Rockets. They got a nice win. They have not looked particularly sharp early in the season. How about the Memphis Grizzlies? 0-5 have not been particularly competitive in many of these games. John ja Morant is still, I guess, 20 games out. Steven Adams is done for the season. They traded away uh, Tyus Jones. Uh, the Marcus Smart experiment not working. Desmond Bain is basically like a one-man show. I, I'm looking at this team, bro. This is not a playoff team. I don't know that John Moran could save these guys. I don't think it's happening.
3: Yeah, I, I would agree with you. And I, I wish that we would have done like a, a pr- more of a preview than what we did with the NBA. Because um friend of the show, Chris Roussard, talked every day for the radio show. And and I had this, what I thought was a hot take at the time, I said before the season, I said the Memphis is going to be the team that missed the playoffs. Because I, I said before that on this show, that Oklahoma City is going to be comfortably in the postseason, in the top six. And so you got to think who's going to drop out. And my yeah. answer was always going to be Memphis. That you know, I, you know, I didn't like the Steven Adams injury, the Brandon Clark injury, John Morant missing 20 plus games. And, and as as the numbers that Desmond Bain puts up, which are fantastic, he's a very good player, but he's not the kind of guy you can run your offense through and have him create for other people. So I was very down on them coming in. And I didn't expect 0 and 5 start, but you know, I, I feel a little bit like I was on the right track so far with Memphis.
2: Mm, good call by you. Um, all right, let's get to the NFL and uh, the Raiders firing Josh McDaniels. So, uh, again, I'm not here to totally shit on the Raiders. I've, I've never been a particularly huge fan of the organization. But I think it's fair to say this is another Belichick disciple coming up short. And this one happened quick. Um, so a couple weeks ago, Josh McDaniels had an injured Jimmy G and – Everybody expected him to go to the young guy, right? Aiden O'Connell. Well, let's see what the young guy has. AOC, we even talked about it here. And then he started Brian Hoyer. It was against the Bears. And Brian Hoyer couldn't do anything. He was a net negative throughout the game. They got destroyed by the Bears. And it was like, what, what are we doing? Brian Hoyer, a 37-year-old guy? And folks, I the parallel is not spot on, but I'm telling you this. So, you know, we own a Mexican soccer team with a group. And we've had, I think, two or three, Two, two or three head coaches who have said, "Yeah, oh yeah, we're going to play the young guys. We got to see what they got." And the second you know losing sets in. Oh, I'm going to start the veterans. I'm going to start these older guys because I got to keep my job. And I feel that was like the obviously that wasn't the first straw, but that was a major sign that I missed. Rob, wait a minute. He's starting Brian Hoyer. Why would he do that? It was because he knew he was in trouble and he needed a win. And he thought I can trust Brian Hoyer to get me a win over a young guy who I don't know if he can deliver. And it blew up in his face badly. Then came all the Devontae Adams stuff. And then no trade at the deadline. Like, McDaniels thought, we're good. We're going to stand pat. And it was like, oh, no, this ain't good. And now he's gone. Him and the GM. Rob, I, I, I. sometimes, you know, you hear this news, the Brian Hoyer start, and, you know, you're just like, oh, that's stupid. I need to... And it's tough because, you know, there's so much news happening. But I've got, I, I didn't think critically on that. That's just a miss by me. It was clear that McDaniels was in trouble. And the Devontae Adams stuff has certainly piled up. Rob, I, I got to ask, like, number one, and the, you know, I got to ask this because of my thoughts. But A, is this even a good job in the offseason? Let's just stop right here. Just stop mentioning Jim Harbaugh. That ain't happening. Okay. Let's not mention Ben Johnson of the Lions. He's not taking this job. Is this even a good job? And B, is the first move the new GM has to do is, hey, Devontae, we love you. You're talented, but we're rebuilding. We're going to have to ship. I mean, at this point, like Max, I don't even know how old Max Crosby is, but is he at the age where you think like, oh, we could get two firsts and a fourth for Max Crosby? I don't know. Do you have to look, Rob, at just tearing it down to the studs and starting all over? Because I don't know what you have here. I think AOC is, it sounds like he's starting this weekend. He might start the rest of the season. I don't know.
3: Yeah, he's supposed to start the rest of the season because the Raiders are doing to Jimmy G the same thing they did to Derek Carr, where they have a injury guarantee that they do not want to trigger. I believe that his injury guarantee is about half of the fully guaranteed money for next year. It's like $11 million. So in their eyes, as long as we keep him on ice and he doesn't break his back sitting on the bench, then we don't got to pay him that money and we'll find a new quarterback. Uh, I don't think it's a good job, to be honest with you. Um, unless you get the quarterback position correct, um, they'll be picking somewhere in the top ten. I would assume. Uh, I, I as much as I'm a big fan of AOC, I, I don't think he's the long term answer at quarterback. So whoever they get is gonna have to be married to the quarterback in a way that you can build around them and feel confident. Whether that is, uh, was it was it um, is it Frank Smith? I think that the, the offensive coordinator in Miami, he was a former Raiders tight end coach. Now he's working with Michael McDaniel in Miami. Mm. Maybe you get a guy like him who's kind of wow. unknown. He that brings is- an innovative offense and you pair him with a Michael Penix Jr. or a Shadir Sanders. I think mean, somebody that's going to be in the back half of the top 10, not the top two guys. I don't think you're going to chance to one of those two. So possibly it could be a decent job because they're going to have like $60 million in cap space. They're going to be able to, I believe, Devontae Adams will be traded in the offseason mm. because I, I think that they're going to know that the timelines just don't line up and, and they're going to do them a solid. Um, so I, it's not a great job, but there is optimism if you can get the quarterback position right.
2: That's a big if with Jimmy Garoppolo. So let me spin it forward. It Let's say they, Derek, like they give Garoppolo the Derek Carr treatment. I floated on social media that uh Garoppolo probably, you know, he could start at like one of three or four places next year and all these people are like he's trash, he's garbage, no chance. I was like, "Guys, pump the friggin' brakes." Okay? Baker Mayfield was on I think three teams, Browns, Rams, Carolina, and he started in week 1 for the Bucks. Okay? Um you look at Matt Ryan. If you don't have a quarterback and you don't draft one in the first round, You need one of these, like, bridge guys. The Colts tried Matt Ryan. The Colts tried Carson Wentz. Washington tried Carson Wentz. Denver, I looked this up, tried Teddy Bridgewater a few years ago when they didn't have a guy. Let's bring in a veteran. Like, there's going to be a—you know, this is essentially musical chairs. You guys remember playing musical chairs as a kid? Find a chair and sit down. If there isn't one, you know, you're kind of screwed. There's only a handful of quarterbacks who are going to have big markets next year. Um— I think without question, you start with the draft class and say, okay, well, these teams are going to draft quarterbacks. Um, And then let's look at the quarterbacks that are out there, and Kirk Cousins was going to have a big market, and oh, wait a minute, he's got an Achilles. And he probably won't. And then you could, by process of elimination, there's going to be three or four teams, like Baker Mayfield started, Rob, for the Bucks. I think it's safe to say come week 10, 11, 12, it's like, oh, we're out of the mix. Let's just try uh, whoever the backup is, Trask or whatever. See what we got. And next year, Tampa is either going to draft high and get a quarterback, or Tampa is going to try to find a bridge quarterback. Um, there's a handful of teams out there that are, are, they might say Jimmy Garoppolo is a guy. Now, Garoppolo doesn't have a great arm. He's just a pro who, I mean, I know he's had a really, really down year, but let's not forget he was the quarterback for the Niners just a few years ago that went to a Super Bowl. He was healthy last year with the Niners, playing well, uh, and then he gets injured. Like, Garoppolo's a solid quarterback, Rob. I, I mean, I my guess is he's starting somewhere in the NFL next year. Would, would you say yes or no?
3: Probably, yeah. yeah. Especially if, if if one of those quarterback needy teams, or excuse me, the bridge needy teams, has an offensive mind, either a head coach or an offensive coordinator who's part of that Shanahan tree because that was the biggest selling point for Josh McDaniels was like, Hey, he already knows my offense. He can come in right away. The learning curve is not going to be as steep, yada, yada, yada. Um, if, if there's a guy uh, like, uh, this is probably not going to happen, but if Matthew Stafford decides to retire or they decide to move on from him because of the money and, and he's, that's been reported out there, you know, for about a year now that, that he may not be that long for, for the Rams, Sean McVay and Kyle Shanahan come from the same tree. And let's say they're too good to have a pick in the top 10 or top 12 or whatever. So they, they take a guy in the back half of the first round or the early part of the second round. Like, hey, for one season, Jimmy G can hold the fort down until so-and-so is ready. That That's absolutely plausible, and if not likely, given the way you see the NFL quarterback situation works.
2: Yeah. No, that's a great point. Like, for instance, the New York Giants with Daniel yes. Jones are on their third quarterback. Like I- – I don't know. If, I don't know if there's any connections with Dayball and Jimmy G, but holy hell! Like Jimmy Garoppolo would be a great quarterback backup for the Giants. Um, even in the NFC North, like Chicago is probably going to draft a quarterback. I don't know that they'll keep Fields. Um, I would assume they'll probably trade him. Like Atlanta's going to be looking for a quarterback. Um, Tampa's, as I said, for sure going to be looking for a quarterback. And and let's see how Seattle pans out. Um, I know they love Geno Smith. Facetiously, and, and then they got the backup in um, Drew Locke, who is liked greatly. Um, I don't know that Drew Locke's long long for that league uh, for, for for being a backup in Seattle. Like he hasn't shown anything, so Garoppolo can resurface. I think this is it though for McDaniel's. I don't see him being a head coach again.
3: Yeah, there's zero point zero percent chance he ever becomes NFL head coach. The, the The way things ended in Denver, the whole cheating allegations. He started off six and zero. You know, he may or may not have been caught cheating, depending which reports you read. And then since then, I believe he has like a 28% win percentage. Oh, my
2: goodness.
3: Um, So it ends badly in Denver. He gets hired by the Colts and he backs out the next day or a couple of days later before the press conference. That obviously turns some people off. The Raiders, in a desperate attempt to build Patriots West, give him a third chance and not only does he not produce but he alienates the the two best players in Josh Jacobs and DeVonte Adams. Just a quick run through of some of the highlights of the Josh McDaniel's era in Las Vegas. Let me There's oh. plenty to choose from, but let me give you my five favorite. They blew a 20 to nothing halftime lead against the Cardinals. Biggest law collapse in franchise history. They lose to the Colts in Jeff Saturday's first game as interim coach. Oh, he had never before coached above the high school level. Uh, they blew a double-digit lead to the Rams two days after Baker Mayfield joined the team and oh, only knew oh. seven plays. I don't know if you remember that one. I uh, do, They do. got sh- they got shut out in New Orleans when the starting offense mm-hmm. never crossed the fifty-yard line. People forget that one about
2: that And did they have Devontae Adams for that game? I think they. They did. did. He they got did. shut out. I, which by line I don't line. even
3: know how that's possible. Yes, and uh, the most recent one you you touched on it. They lost to an undrafted Division II rookie college quarterback, Tyson Bagent, the Teabag, my guy. In his very first career start, they got blowed out. So, do you think yeah, good Daniels riddance goes to back Josh to the Patriots? Yeah, I mean, Gr- Rob Gronkowski said something like that on uh, Wednesday that he thinks he'll be back as the offensive coordinator, and oh. and as I'm sure that that's probably on the table for him. But he's going to be one of those rare coordinators, which there's a few of them now. Where the, 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 the window for him to become a head coach is done. So he is going to be a career coordinator, which almost makes him more appealing to some guys because you don't have to worry about losing him, right? Like there's a few guys who are defensive coordinators who are, I, I think my Jim Schwartz might be one of those guys. Now he's doing great things with the Cleveland Browns defense. He is never going to get another head coaching opportunity well. in my opinion.
2: No, I don't know about that. He's going to get Do you calls. know what
3: Probably his record interview. was? Do you know what his record is as a head it coach? It was
2: not great. And it's possible. You could be right. Some guys are just better cut out as assistant coaches than they are head coaches. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, I think Jim Schwartz would get another crack. I don't I think McDaniels. 29
3: and me, 51.
2: Okay. Do you know his quarterbacks off the top of your head?
3: Uh, he had early Matt Stafford. Mm, did he
2: get Detroit to the
3: playoffs? I I maybe in like the first couple of years or the first all I know is twenty nine and fifty one does not scream head coaching material to me.
2: So is there is there a name is there a young guy other than that uh that guy by the way that pull you had of the Giants offensive line coach or whatever I've never heard that name <laughs> in my life that is hell of a pull by you. Um, is there a name of a guy you would be interested in?
3: Uh, I mean. To me, because it's the Raiders and they like to make splashy hires, and they're always—it's either got to be a star or somebody with connections to the Raiders. Very incestuous in that regard. So, which is why I believe that offensive coordinator from Miami is an option. The other one, especially if things go sideways here with this investigation, is Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh has connections to the Raiders. That—that was one of the first jobs he had as a coach. Wouldn't be surprised about that. Or, and this is one I don't even think I'd be on—I'd be fully supporting. But Deion Sanders, for the, just for the celebrity factor, I to come into game Vegas, game. the glitz and glamour, something to sell the tickets while the team sucks, that kind of situation.
2: And then what if he were to, eh, if his son doesn't come? Well, that would be weird. Him and his son as a package deal? That's interesting. So Jim Schwartz, 2-14, and 6-10, 10-6 and and playoffs. They lost to the Saints in a wildcard game in 2011. 4-12, and 7-9. Let me, is there a way to look at that playoff game? Um, you know, I, I think Schwartz gets a call, but he, here's the weird thing. I know we say every year, there's going to be a, a, a ton of head coaching openings. I don't know that there's going to be a ton this year. Do you?
0: Ooh,
3: it's usually what four or five. I think that that feels five, about right. Uh, that's you. That's usually what the number is that that's like 20% of the league rights turnover.
2: Yeah. Uh, we'll see. It feels like this could be one of those wacky years. Now listen, McDaniel's firing came out of nowhere.
1: Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
4: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick No more preseason games. The
2: regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last minute, amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed.
4: The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game... Is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet.
2: I have no money on this game because simply I don't know who's starting. It sounds like, by the way, Thursday night football. The line it looks like it's minus two and a half, minus three for the Steelers. I, I can't believe I read this that Kenny Pickett is gonna try to give it a go on a short week. I wonder if there's a chance that he just wants to play because he doesn't want Trubisky to show up and, like, play well and then steal his job because Pickett has not been good. This doesn't seem like a smart thing to do for Kenny Pickett. Um, We have a rookie quarterback on Thursday Night Football. Like, I know Will Levis went off last week for some deep touchdown passes against um, Atlanta. But, Rob, like, would Pittsburgh give up all those deep bombs? Minka Fitzpatrick, by the way, is out, it sounds like. So I, I mean, uh, listen. I, oof, let me just check the Steelers injury report. I have zero. This is weird. This is the first Thursday night game I have no money on at all. I don't. I don't even know if I could. It, it would be Pittsburgh or pass for me. Let me just check the injury report. Um, so Kenny Pickett is he's good to go. Minka Fitzpatrick is officially out, uh, and that's the only guy who's out. Um, Tennessee at oh no Chuba Hubert. Chris Hubbard. Sorry. Oh not Chuba. Uh the Chris Hubbard a tackle is out, Tannehill's obviously out, Roger McCreary out, Mike Brown are out, yeah. No no huge names. I mean Tannehill, we knew. Um This would have to be Steelers or nothing for me. The problem is I can totally see a touchdown and three field goals, and it's like a 16-14 game, and the Steelers don't cover, and the Titans do. Uh, listen, I, I do have a men's league basketball game tonight, so I'm not going to be as locked into Thursday Night Football. Um, we're still undefeated, the only undefeated team. We're playing a team we beat a couple weeks ago, but they were missing two guys. Like, listen, our team, our guys show up. We only have six this week. A guy did tell me, Jay, I got tickets to Guns and Roses at the Hollywood Bowl, man. Sorry, I can't make it. And I said, I said, oh, all right, tell Slash, I said hi. Uh, like, I didn't care. Of course, I care. Guns and Roses, bro. They're washed, Rob. You know, this guy's I, good. I was going to say he
3: should probably, I, I don't know if he should be, uh, have you seen the Instagram videos of Axl Rose trying to sing these days? Is it awful? It's it's not good, man. And, and you know, ap- apologies to any Axl Rose family members or friends who may be listening to this podcast. He's a legend in the, in the business and yes. he's made some great music over the years, but father time is undefeated. And when you go hard like that for decades, you know, both on stage and off the stage, it. It comes a little faster for some people, yeah. and and it's hit him really hard. It's it's almost tough to watch, to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: well, this guy is uh, a, a dad, but he's newly single, so he could be. You no know, Hollywood Bowl, there's a it's a vibe. Have you been there lately, Rob? It is. I yeah, have. I mean, it's yeah. awesome venue, dude. I've been there like maybe four or five times. It's every time I go there, it's like this place is so cool. Um, great weather. So I don't know, Rob. I I guess I would go Steelers money line. Let me just see what the Steelers money line is. Um. Mm, minus 138. So like 138 bucks to win a hundred on the Steelers. I, they're not, they're not going to lose this game. right? I mean, Tom is not losing this game. I could see them screwing around badly. Um, they're not great at stopping the run. I just, I don't see Will Levis doing this again, right? We saw T bag beat your Raiders and then reality set in when he had to go on the road, right? This is right. Will Levis at home. Now he has to go on the road and it's a short week. Um, so I guess give me the Steelers on the money line. I'll go 16
3: 14. I like that. Um, the, the the thing I like the most is I again, I don't really have a good feel for the side in this one. I I'm just pounding the under. If you got it at 37, I like it uh thirty-six and a half, I like if you got it at thirty-seven, I love it. So uh, again, Will Levis, I, I don't believe he's gonna be able to hit D hop for three long touchdowns again. I don't think that that's They'll going be ready. to happen. I, I I imagine that they're going to be prepared for the deep shots. They're going to make him be accurate in the middle of the field or in the intermediate routes. And Will Levis going back to college, that's not something that he's really known for. And, you know, that pass rush is no joke there with with TJ Watt. And um low scoring, ugly game that probably does great ratings, even though it shouldn't. Uh, but again, I'll give me the under on the total.
2: Under 37. Uh, all right, congrats to the Texas Rangers. World Series champions, I did watch the final inning, switched over from the Laker game, and uh, saw a nice win for Texas. I didn't realize it was their first World Series ever. I can't believe Rafael Palmeiro did not win a World Series with them. I can't <laughs> uh, Congrats, <laughs> yeah. Texas
0: Rangers. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow, folks. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue, while you prep your meats.